1: Good Wednesday morning. Tensions rising fast between the United States and Russia.
2: Yeah, a downed American drone at the center of it all. It is March 15th. This is Today. Breaking overnight. War of words. The U.S. accuses Russia of crashing into a drone, forcing it down near Ukraine. Military officials labeling it reckless. Russia firing back, blaming the U.S. and calling it a provocation. So where does it go next? We're live at the very latest. Power problems, hundreds of thousands in the dark on both coasts after that powerful nor'easter slams New England and another atmospheric river drenches California. It's just a huge runoff, like a waterfall. Al's here with your full forecast. Fallout, the historic collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, now the subject of two federal investigations. Officials looking to find out what happened just before the fall, with top executives selling millions in stock. Close call. Oh, United two thousand three. Kansas takeoff clearance. Boarding takeoff. Boarding takeoff.
3: United two thousand three.
2: Yet another near collision on a U.S. runway now under investigation. As this morning, the FAA convenes a rare safety summit, the first of its kind in more than a decade, amid a wave of alarming incidents in the air. We'll hear from the head of the FAA. Those stories, plus hero mom. A woman races into action after her daughter goes into cardiac arrest at a cheerleading competition. I know CPR. I know how to do this. This is my baby and I have to save her. The remarkable story in their own words. And TED Talk.
4: I'll be floating like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Except I won't die immediately after using my stinger.
2: The beloved show making its highly anticipated return today. And to celebrate, the cast of Ted Lasso is joining us live in Studio 1A today, Wednesday, March 15th, 2023.
5: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
2: Hi everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It is good to have you along with us on a Wednesday morning. Okay, first of all, hit it. Al Roker is back. Yes. I just want to say yes. that wasn't even in the, the plan to say, but I just you walked in and we are well, so happy to see friends. you. We'll see you Renewed, guys. looking good, Al. We're and Al, go. you came on the right day. I know. The it, cast of Ted Lasso oh. is here.
1: We've been waiting for this cast to step into this studio. We're call, it's Ted Lasso Day around here. It, it is. We believe. That's our sign. We
2: actually, we have a sign just like that one at the Today Show. (laughs) There it is,
1: right outside of Studio
2: 1A. We want them to feel right at home and like never leave. Uh, So we'll have the Ted Lasso cast in a little bit. Also ahead, we got to talk about this extreme weather live look this morning. This is snowy Burlington, Vermont. Some areas of the Northeast getting up to three feet of snow. Yeah, heavy winds also a major factor in the storm. Check out this plane
1: struggling to land in Rochester, New York uh meantime i think it does well meantime 13 million remain under flood watches out west this
2: morning we've got it covered including of course al's full forecast but first let's get started with those growing tensions between the u.s and russia this morning after the pentagon says a russian fighter jet downed an american drone happened over the black sea just south of ukraine nbc's chief international correspondent kira simmons is live with the latest on this kira good morning
6: Savannah, good morning to you. One of the many questions this morning, does the U.S. have video of this incident that would expose the Russians as lying over what happened? The Russians say their plane didn't come into contact with the drone. The Pentagon this morning insisting it did. This is now a diplomatic confrontation set to play out today. A Russian fighter jet and a U.S. drone colliding in midair is the kind of contact NATO has been desperate to avoid since the war in Ukraine began. The Su-27 Russian plane hit the Reaper drone's propeller, bringing it down, according to the U.S.-European command. This incident demonstrates a lack of competence in addition to being unsafe and unprofessional. Russia, where President Putin was recently filmed in a flight simulator, denying its plane hit the drone, or that its pilot showed what the U.S. called complete ineptitude. It happened at 7 a.m. in the crowded airspace over the Black Sea, just miles from the war in Ukraine, but crucially, Washington says, in international airspace. Russian jets dumped fuel on the Reaper, according to the U.S., before colliding with it and sending the $32 million drone crashing into the sea. The State Department quickly summoning Russia's ambassador with a blunt condemnation. If the
4: message is uh, that they want to deter or dissuade us from flying and operating in international airspace over the Black Sea, then that message will fail.
6: The Russian ambassador accusing the US of threatening its territory. This uh,
1: drone can carry 1,700 kilos of explosives.
6: But it's far from the first incident between the two countries. There are multiple alleged examples, sometimes recorded in dramatic video. Of what American officials say are cases of Russian jets harassing the U.S. military. In 2020, a Russian jet crossed within 100 feet of the nose of a U.S. B-52 over the Black Sea. While in 2021, a Russian Su-24 buzzed an American missile destroyer, the USS Donald Cook, in the Black Sea. It's not clear whether this latest confrontation was intentional or
2: accidental. Kira, obviously the danger here is that something could escalate after something like this. So how much more risk, how tense are things right now in this region?
6: They are tense. And there is that risk, Savannah, because it's pretty uh, murky exactly what happened. Uh, what was the drone doing? The U.S. Has says only that it was on routine operations. Were the Russians trying to incapacitate it by pouring fuel on it, which would be stunningly dangerous? And where is the drone now? This morning, there are fears that the Russians will get to it first. The U.S. saying any sensitive data has been deleted. You know, Savannah, it all pulls back the curtain on the reality that the Russian and U.S. military are eyeball to eyeball in this conflict. Now, And to answer your question, there is that risk that if there was a, if there was a mistake, it would lead to a serious escalation. That.
2: Mm. All right, Kira, thank
1: you very much. Here at home, millions once again waking up to dangerous weather conditions and widespread power outages on both coasts. In the northeast, heavy snow and high winds from that nor'easter have snapped Power lines in multiple states out west. They're dealing with more flash flooding as relentless rain continues to soak California. Al, of course, standing by with the forecast. But first, NBC's Emily Akeda joins us now from Troy, New York. Hey, Emily, good morning.
7: Hey there, Hoda.
8: Well, the worst of the snowfall is over, leaving behind a blanketed northeast and an icy one at that. You can hear the crunch as I step in the snow, but we're still experiencing these powerful wind gusts up to 40 miles an hour. And that is the biggest source of concern among officials. Power outages. We're seeing hundreds of thousands of them on both coasts this morning. Overnight, treacherous travel as the last gasps of a powerful nor'easter pummel the northeast. The storm dropping heavy snow on the region, more than 30 inches in some areas.
9: It's definitely been the worst this year.
8: Slick roads causing hundreds of accidents across New England and New York. We're sliding left and right, just almost straight into like the poles and the off the road. In Connecticut, two people were taken to the hospital when a tree toppled onto a plow truck. This city bus and a truck skidding off the road in Massachusetts. Dusty winds impacting travel on the ground and in the air. The danger seen here as a plane swerves while struggling to land in Rochester, New York. The powerful winds also whipping up massive waves along the coast. Wet snow weighing down trees and power lines, causing hundreds of thousands to wake up in the dark across the region. And in many places like Albany, still no timeline on when the power will be restored. Shovels, plows, and snowblowers now rushing to keep up after a mild winter. Across the country in California, rain, snow, and hurricane force wind gusts reaching 90 miles an hour. Part of a drenching new storm moving down the coast and slamming the already soaked state. Millions under flood watches across Southern California this morning. It's glass. And in downtown San Francisco, high winds blowing out a window and damaging others from a 52-story skyscraper, leading officials to issue a shelter-in-place order around the area. Oh, my God, it's cracking. While landslides threaten homes in Santa Rosa. It's a huge runoff, like a waterfall. And in Monterey County, more rescues by California's National Guard. As communities look to rebuild, with crews scrambling to fix this breached levee that led to devastating flooding. And back here in the Northeast, officials underscoring that just because the precipitation has passed doesn't mean the threats have. We are still seeing difficult and even dangerous travel conditions across the region. Yesterday, we saw more than 1,200 flights canceled. Already today, nearly 200 nicks as this nor'easter leaves a lasting impact, Hoda.
1: All right, Emily Akeda there in Troy, New York. Emily, thank you. Al's back with us this morning. More on this wild weather from coast to coast. Yeah,
10: and it's going to. we're going to have another coast to coaster in just a little bit. We'll start off here here in the Northeast. As you can see, we've got this nor'easter. Currently, it's got strong winds and snow showers hanging around out west, that flood threat and mountain snow. Let's dig in here first in the Northeast. Uh, it is pulling away. It's drawing in colder air, gusty conditions, but the snow is just about done, maybe one to three inches in some of the down east main areas. But out west, 13 million people under flood watches into the southwest. You can see that rain now moving in Bakersfield, Los Angeles, on into San Diego, King. Now, here's what's going to be happening today. Soaking rain for Southern California and the Southwest. This system moves to the east, bringing snow for the Rockies today. Tomorrow, we're looking for strong snow-wind combinations in the upper Midwest. But the southern part of this system, we've got an enhanced risk for severe weather. That includes Dallas. Can't rule out tornadoes. We've also got hail and strong winds and heavy rain. And then as we move on into Friday, that cold front tracks to the east. We're looking for rain stretching from the Florida Pan- handle all the way into the northeast and so we watch this system move completely cross country bringing heavy rain and dangerous conditions down through the gulf some places one to three inches guys
2: all right al thank you we move now to the latest fallout from the collapse of silicon valley bank the justice department and the securities and exchange commission have now opened investigations looking into what caused the second largest bank failure in u.s history two sources familiar with the matter telling nbc news both probes are in the early stages and will include a review of any stock sales by bank executives prior to the collapse and the news comes as the Federal Reserve faces a tough decision. Continue raising interest rates to fight inflation or pause to assess the impact of the bank collapse on the broader economy. Lots to break down with NBC's business correspondent, Brian Chung. Good morning, Brian. Let's talk first about these investigations, Uh, a a DOJ investigation. That's a criminal investigation. SEC, that's a civil investigation. Early stages. But what's the implication of this?
4: Yeah, well, it's all concerning some big stock sales that were done by executives at Silicon Valley Bank just weeks before. Uh, The institution ended up failing last Friday. So Greg Becker, who was the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, selling $3.6 million in stock about two weeks before the bank ultimately collapsed. For what's worth, those were pre-scheduled sales. However, we don't know the extent to which he was aware of situations at the bank at the time that he scheduled that stock sale. So again, senior law enforcement telling NBC that they're going to have this preliminary investigation into the nature of those sales. And that comes along a concurrent but separate investigation from the Securities and Exchange Commission Uh, according to two sources to NBC.
2: Well, let's talk about the Fed. Uh, Obviously, it was widely expected and signaled by the Federal Reserve that, once again, it would raise interest rates, trying to tamp down on inflation. Then this bank collapse happens. It's sort of giving pause to the Federal Reserve, and many think perhaps there will be a pause in the interest rate hikes or smaller interest rate hikes. What are the different levers here that the Federal Reserve is having to contend with?
4: Yeah, well, the outlook for the economy was already really, really uncertain before those banks' collapsed over the weekend. But prior to that, the story was pretty single-track-minded for the Federal Reserve, which is to get inflation down. Americans are feeling this at the store. But to do that, they were raising interest rates to basically take steam out of this economy, make demand come down, make those prices come down. But the challenge is that one of the dominoes to fall that led to Silicon Valley banks collapse was higher interest rates. So if they raise interest rates too aggressively, that could break another bank, at least might be the concern inside the Federal Reserve. So as they go to their next meeting, which is next Wednesday, they might raise interest rates. They might go by less aggressively than the Markets had expected, perhaps a quarter percentage point. But you have some Wall Street firms that are saying maybe they don't move at all. We'll have to mm. see next week. It
2: just underscores what a fine line the Fed is a walking right now. It. And then just real quickly, I mean, there's always talk of a recession. Is that made more likely by what we've just seen with the bank collapse?
4: Yeah, well, it certainly doesn't make it less likely after what we saw over the weekend. But again, for policymakers that are just watching it, this is financial issue is now just another uh, thing clouding the outlook.
1: All right, Brian Chung, thank you very much. 714 now, and Craig joins us with another story we're following closely.
9: Hey, Craig. Hey, Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The FAA holding a rare air safety summit this morning, and they're holding the summit in the wake of a, a string of troubling incidents both in the sky and on the ground. And it also comes, as we're learning, of yet another close call, a near collision on a runway near Washington. NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez joins us now from Reagan National Airport. Gabe, good morning.
5: Greg, good morning. With the spring break travel season underway, federal regulators are drilling down on what's going on here. And it comes as the FAA investigates yet another incident, a near collision right here at Reagan National. From severe turbulence. a plane dropping to within 800 feet of the pacific ocean to more than half a dozen near collisions on runways this year the aviation industry facing mounting scrutiny is hitting the pause button the acting faa administrator is holding an impromptu air safety summit this morning telling lester holt in an exclusive interview
4: that gives us a moment to say let's stop
1: let's reflect let's ask ourselves the question Are we missing anything?
5: The summit comes as NBC News learns of yet another unsettling incident last week here at Reagan National. The FAA confirming a regional jet pilot rolled in front of a departing United Airbus jet right before takeoff. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is calling the close calls deeply troubling. And the chair of the NTSB tells me so-called runway incursions have increased over the past five years. Is the airline industry overstressed right now?
7: That's something we have to look at. And then what's going to happen in the future when we have even more of a congested airspace.
5: Attending today's summit, representatives from airlines, airports, and unions at the top of the agenda identifying what risk factors could be to blame. It's usually a a complicated, uh, uh, diverse set of factors like crew training or air traffic control communication or the lack of runway technology. Industry experts say flying is still extremely safe. But as Miracle on the Hudson pilot, Captain Sully Sullenberger, recently told Savannah, air travel should never be taken for granted.
2: Do you think there is a sense of complacency that sets in when when air travel has been, thankfully, so safe?
5: Yes, we become the
3: victims of our own success.
5: At today's summit, the NTSB plans to renew its call for longer cockpit voice recordings. Right now, the devices only capture two hours of audio, and the NTSB says it wants 25 hours
9: to better investigate these incidents. Craig? All right. Gabe Gutierrez Force there at Reagan National. Gabe, thank you. All
10: look right. at that. Look what we have over there. He's glowing. Yeah. We are looking at windy conditions as that system moves away here in the northeast. A morning freeze. We're going to look at that coming up in the next half hour. Mild highs in the central plains. That flood risk continuing into the southwest. And look at some look for some snow in the western plains. And that is your latest weather, guys. Now,
1: welcome back again. So good, good to see you, you back. guys. All right. Coming up, uh, the remarkable and emotional story of a high school cheerleader, She suddenly went into cardiac arrest and her own mother brought her back from the brink. Kaylee Hartung spoke with both of them. Hey Kaylee.
11: Hey guys, when Andrea Jo paired her maternal instincts with her medical training, Doctors say her quick action saved her 17 year old's life. Coming up, we will hear this mother recount what she calls the scariest moment of her life. Also, I had
2: this morning a closer look at the rise of what they're calling dynamic mm. pricing. Rip off. <laughs> exactly. Restaurants, movie theaters, and more charging you extra based on location or time or demand, what you can do to get around it and save. But first, this is today on NBC.
1: In mm-hmm. case you didn't catch that, Al Roker's daughter Courtney revealing some very special news that she and her husband Wesley expected. That we are a
10: baby. expecting a, a baby. So uh,
1: what does that mean w- for you? Means
10: uh, going to be a grandpa. Deborah uh, still not quite sure about the <laughs> grandma <laughs> thing, but yeah, so we're, very, we're very excited. And, oh uh, my
1: God! How you it's Hard to
10: believe. It? I, I, it still hasn't quite sunk in, and I've uh, known for a while. Yeah, uh, they just decided to to go ahead. How and, did
1: they tell you, by the way?
10: Uh, well, actually. Uh, Wes's uh, goofy brother accidentally dropped uh, <laughs> uh, on a text. Thanks, Corey. Uh, but uh, there's yeah, one I mean, in
2: they, every family. That's right. yes.
10: Two in mine. <laughs>
2: but,
10: yeah, so what's your grandfather
2: yeah. name going to be? I think in
10: honor of my dad, I'm going to go try to go for Pop Pop
2: pop! pop, pop, pop. well, to be a great. Congrats to Courtney and Wesley. of yes, course you Courtney.
1: do?
10: Congrats. when When she do? Uh, late July. OK,
2: to go? Right. Yeah. Cool. watch this space. That's it. We are going to start this half hour with a remarkable story. It started out as quite a scare for one North Carolina family. It
1: did. It started when a high school cheerleader was just warming up for a competition. Suddenly she went into cardiac arrest. That is when her own mother sprang into action. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us with more on this. Hey, Kaylee, good morning.
11: Hey, good morning, guys. After 10 years of traveling to every one of her daughter's cheerleading competitions, Andrea Joe immediately knew something was wrong, so she jumped in to help using her medical training to bring her daughter, Kiana, back to life. The teddy bear is a cheerleading stunt Kiana Joe has done hundreds of times. But last Sunday, while warming up for a cheer competition, the unthinkable happened.
7: I saw um, her coach came running out of the back door of the other building, screaming just frantically, get an ambulance, get an ambulance, we need the ambulance here now.
11: 17-year-old Kiana was laying on the floor, unresponsive, in cardiac arrest.
7: I felt for a pulse, and there was no pulse. I just took over. I know CPR, I know how to do this, this is my baby, and I have to
11: save her. For nearly 10 minutes, Andrea, a certified medical assistant, perform CPR on her daughter. I was like, come on, Kiana, come on, we're not doing this. We're not doing this today. I can't imagine that for a parent, there's anything scarier. The vision of her laying there, um, not moving, not breathing, not responding, um,
7: was the scariest moment of my life.
11: Finally, a portable defibrillator arrived.
7: The machine said shock required. And, I mean, I've trained on these AED devices before, and they've never told me, you know, shock required.
11: With that shock and another round of CPR, Kiana's heart started beating again. Dr. Zeb Spector, who treated Kiana at Duke Children's Hospital, says Andrea's quick response was critical.
4: Her mom, just without hesitation, shocked her daughter back into a normal rhythm and saved her life.
11: Doctors still don't know exactly what caused Kiana's cardiac arrest. But after 10 days in the hospital, she now has a small defibrillator implanted in her chest.
7: Driving home from the hospital, I just kept looking at her and I made her hold my hand and I just cried because she's with me. She's here.
11: She's right next to me and I've got her and it's the best feeling ever. Kiana, how much of your strength do you think comes from your mom?
7: Oh, all of it. (laughs) I'm blessed, honestly. It was very hard for me to be in the hospital and away from my family. Um, but the one person that was always by my side and that I knew that was always there was my mom. Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay, that's that, first of all an incredible story, an incredible mother. I'm trying to imagine her for 10 minutes doing CPR on her own daughter. Um, I know they hope that people take something away from their story. What is that, Kaylee?
11: Yeah, absolutely. Holdo. They told me it, it wasn't easy to relive this experience, but they said if they can save one life, it's worth it. They want people to see the importance in learning CPR, and they want those portable defibrillators at every athletic event and school. According to the Sudden Cardiac Arrest Foundation, less than half of the country has state laws that require AEDs in schools, so clearly there's a lot of work still to do. And guys, there was another moment you didn't get to see in my conversation with them. As, as Andrea and I were saying goodbye, she told me, it's not every day that a mother gets to give life to their children twice. Uh, okay. God.
2: Oh,
1: chills, chills, chills! Wow, <sighs> Kaylee, thank you. Oof. That wow. Yeah. Well, you made
9: a good point, though. I mean, <sighs> the fact that she goes to to every match. Yeah. yeah also, I
1: yeah. mean, the fact that she was
2: present yeah. and you yeah. have your eyes on your child, yeah. and you know that like no, no harm's going to come. And she had the training, which and is also, a really good reminder. If you're yes. able to do it, do it. You never know. You yeah. can save a life. Still ahead this morning. Did you know that the legendary Billy Crystal turned 75 wow. yesterday? Wow. Well, on start Carson's going to show us what he did to celebrate.
9: Before that, though, Sam Brock is, is getting to the bottom of the sudden surge in what some are calling dynamic pricing, Sam? Yeah, we've all seen this before with, say, Uber
13: rides, Craig. You know, it's efficient, it's flexible, but it can be pricier. But shouldn't it cost more to tee off when everybody wants to play golf? How dynamic pricing is coming to an activity near you? Right after this break.
0: Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online via app or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit OneTravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it. Book it. Live it. One travel.
3: It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you.
1: Now seven forty with your money, and when it comes to it, have you noticed an increase lately in companies charging what they are calling either prime or preferred pricing? What yeah. Al calls gouging. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and that way it happens at restaurants and movie theaters, bowling alleys, the Uber, you know, the surge pricing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some call it dynamic pricing. It's becoming more common. And, um, you know, the question is whether it's a result of inflation. Yeah.
9: NBC's Sam Brock is on this one for us. Joins us now with some details and some ways that we can save as well. Sam, good morning, bud.
13: Yeah, guys, good morning. It's definitely dynamic pricing. As Savannah suggests, this does appear to be an offshoot of inflation as companies right now really trying to maximize revenues. And yes, it's something that's become ingrained in our culture. If you've ordered an Uber during peak times or tried to buy an airplane ticket in the middle of a busy holiday season, you know the higher demand, the higher the pricing. But now, guys, that same concept is being applied to bowling and things like golf here at Miami Lakes. It's prime time to tee off right now. It costs $90. But if you wait a few hours early afternoon, it's half that. Putting a premium on flexibility. From movie theaters to the links and even bowling alleys, the cost of a family outing at certain times is surging. It's a practice industry insiders call dynamic pricing, where some businesses charge customers at least 20 to 35 percent more based on demand, location, even time of day. Similar to what caused a swift rift between Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift fans.
8: But oh my gosh, we spent $899 per ticket. Dynamic pricing is the worst.
13: But those fluctuating prices are now going beyond concert tickets and theme parks, flooding everyday activities, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, with some bowling alleys striking at people's pocketbooks. Jolene Theory wanted to treat her family, but the price of one lane for her party of eight, 500 bucks, left her jaw in a seven ten split.
12: At the end of the day, bowling is not an activity that we'll keep on our agenda anymore.
13: At Miami Lakes Golf Club, a prime weekend tee time of $140 could be twice the price of teeing off on a weekday afternoon. Great for someone like David Plunkett. How does it work to your benefit? Fortunately, I'm not a guy who has to golf
3: at a certain time. I work in a, in a business where I'm flexible. Correct.
13: The Miami Lakes Golf the- Director the- says they borrowed the strategy from their hotel business next door
3: our revenue from golf rounds
13: alone increased by over 47%. Meanwhile, movie theater chain AMC is double-dipping on dynamic pricing, charging more for the evening shows than the matinees, which are 30% cheaper, and in some cities, they also charge extra for seats with a preferred sight line. For Marco and Ariana Garcia, they've done father-daughter movie dates since she was a kid.
7: I prefer coming at night instead, but I guess like the practicality of it, it's better to come today.
13: Experts say more businesses are tracking consumer spending habits to determine when or even what to charge more for. If
4: you know that consumers demand a product or a service during certain times, it will allow you to calculate the willingness
13: to pay more. To avoid the sticker shock of dynamic pricing, check online for promo codes and discounts that can offset peak pricing. Look for loyalty programs that will allow you to lock in standard rates And if you want to dodge sticker shock, book that water park or tea time as far out as possible to make the most of your buck without paying a premium. And we mentioned, of course, AMC is using this dynamic pricing, guys. It could vary from theater to time, even by movie. We did reach out to the company for comments so far. We have not heard back.
9: Sam, so you, you mentioned movie theaters, bowling, golf behind you there. Anywhere else we might start to see this dynamic pricing pick up?
13: It it is expanding, Craig, and it's expanding rapidly. Fitness classes is a great example of this. If you've ever tried to go to that yoga or Pilates or spin class early in the morning, you know there's definite crunch time. So some classes are more expensive or even cheaper to smooth out demand over the course of the day. And then, yeah, restaurants, how about those digital menus that you see up? The CEO of Noodles & Company recently on a conference call with Investor talked about the fact this is part of their strategy is to be able to be flexible by market and item and tier. So it's kind of hard to keep track. Sometimes you might be thinking, didn't that just say $8.99 and now it's $11.99? So make sure you're paying attention. And this is happening
2: very quickly before our very eyes, guys. Yeah, Sam Brock. Florida, thank you, Sam. Airlines have known this for years. <laughs> yeah, you're right; they've been getting this for a long yeah. time. Yeah. All right. What's shaking eggs and bacon, this is well, the- always
10: free. The this forecast. is a free forecast. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. you know, we're not going to charge you a cent for this, and that's about what it's worth. But that's a whole other story. Uh, we're looking at that. Uh, that departing nor'easter, besides lessening the snow, what it is going to do is drag in frigid Canadian air way to the south. In fact, we right now have 38 million people under freeze warnings, and it's been a record early bloom, so a lot of these blooms are at risk for freezing temperatures from Little Rock, Nashville, down to Albany, Georgia, Myrtle Beach, New Bern, and on into Charlotte. Look at the temperatures right now. Feels like 27 in Atlanta, feels like 29 in Birmingham, 32 degrees in Savannah, and 25 in Myrtle Beach. Today, temperature Temperatures are going to warm up a little bit over the next several days. By Friday, Asheville, you're at 60, 50 in Memphis. You'll be at 73 in Charleston. But up here to the Northeast, we'll also see temperatures warming up from Cleveland. Wednesday, you're, today, you're 42, 53 by Friday. Burlington, 36, 41 by Friday. And here in New York, we'll be flirting with 60 by Friday. And that is your latest weather, guys.
2: Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. You're here. You're there. Coming up, <laughs> I know. We loved him on Bridgerton. Now Reggae jean Page is starring in a new... Movie, he'll be here live to tell us all about it and share his reaction to being named according to science Whoa. the world's most handsome man. Yes, I science. science is yes. right. Yes. Science, <laughs> believe you are going to love these guests. The stars of Ted Lasso making their <gasps> trial. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Oh. 1A. Jason today Hannah
1: Waddingham and